And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. RedEyeRadioShow.com is the website. If you missed any part of the program uh, today or anytime, you can find the complete segments there. Again, RedEyeRadioShow.com. I host a morning show in Middle Tennessee and Nashville at Supertalk 997. WTN 6 to 10 Eastern, 5 to 9 Central. And mystery has been solved from the Washington Examiner. I I had happened upon the, <laughs> this video of Antony Blinken, of course, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, and this uh, Ukrainian government official. And they're in McDonald's. And they're sitting there and they're just eating fries and, and talking about how McDonald's is is great hangover food which I always thought that was Taco Bell, but whatever. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, what exactly is it that they were trying to uh, portray? What is the message that they're trying to give to the world as these two uh, dignitaries, if that's what you like to call Antony Blinken? And um, with them eating at McDonald's, what is the message for the American people and the people of Ukraine? Well, it's the McDonald's is, is opening back up in Ukraine. That's what apparently... The uh, message that they have is that things are going so swimmingly in Ukraine that they're opening McDonald's back up. And by the way, it's no in and out, but whatever. Uh, In Russia, you had about 850 McDonald's uh, restaurants that closed uh, after he went in, after Vladimir Putin went into uh, Ukraine. And so then in Ukraine, they had to shut down the McDonald's there because of the economy and the fighting and so on. Well, now they've been able to open up some of these McDonald's back up. And that is part of the celebration. Now, my question is, okay, well, now, since they're opening the McDonald's back up, can we stop giving Ukraine billions of dollars uh, with uh, unaccountable funding? I mean, can we do that? No. Okay. I'm just I'm just asking. I was reviewing audio from uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre and um, the White House press briefing today. One of the yesterday and one of the things that she said, you know, I know that her her lies are are, are well documented, but, you know, it's almost like 
every day there's yet another one. And and she talked about gas prices. Now, you, you do know that gas prices are on the rise yet again. Well, according to Cringe Jean Pierre, no, they're not. According to KJP, everything is perfectly fine. If you look at what we've been able to do this from last summer to this summer, lowering uh, gas prices by uh, by a dollar twenty cents, that is uh, that is because of the work that this administration has done. And so we're always going to be focused on how what you know what what steps we can take uh, to continue to lower prices for Americans. If you look at so when when she says that you know the Biden administration is working really hard to lower the price of gas, well she's she's forgetting that gas is still a lot more expensive than it was when uh, Joe Biden took office. And I perhaps it's unfair. Here's the thing. Is it unfair to hold Joe Biden accountable for the price of gas when he took the oath of office? Because when he took the oath of office, the price of gas was two dollars and thirty nine cents. Today, it's three dollars and eighty cents. And they're going to keep climbing. Is it fair to hold Joe Biden accountable for the rise in gas prices? See, I say yes. Other people say it's not fair, but I say yes. And the reason why I say yes is because a big part of his campaign was drilling and how there there would be no more drilling on federal lands across America. Remember all this? No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, he said no new drilling. Now, of course, it's on federal lands and there's some qualifications there. But, you know, he did make drilling a big part in the oil leases, the new oil leases. He made all of that a big part of his campaign. And and this this absolute, um, in my opinion, irrational drive to electric vehicles. Uh, this pressure that the Biden administration is putting on the automakers and uh, in turn the American people to fork out way too much, way too much money for these electric vehicles. It is fair to hold Joe Biden accountable because he made this a big part of his campaign. No more new drilling. We're going to cancel out the pipelines. Everybody's going to have to drive an electric vehicle. I mean, all of these things do have an impact on the price of gas. I mean, we can also talk about the regulations, but the bottom line is that Corinne Jean-Pierre, in that audio bite, she said that the president is doing everything he can to lower the cost of gasoline. That is untrue. He has been fighting domestic oil production since day one. He's been fighting domestic oil production since he uh, said that he was running for the presidency. Part of the headlines today, gasoline prices in the United States are at the highest level that we have seen at this time of year in over a decade. And that could soon, soon climb even higher. So when Corinne Jean-Pierre says that, you know, gas prices are actually looking really good, really positive growth and momentum in, in the lowering of gas prices. That's actually not the case. Gas prices are going back up. And that is part of the headlines that right now on this September 7th, 
Gasoline prices in America are at the highest level seen at this time of year in over a decade. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Continuing on with the story from the Associated Press, U.S. gas prices just hit the highest summertime levels in 10 years, even as driving season comes to an end, according to Bloomberg. The national average for gasoline uh, for a gallon of gas climbed to three dollars and 80 cents yesterday on Wednesday, surpassing last year's highs and notching the second highest level ever per AAA. They say that fuel prices have climbed even as the holiday season winds down, you know, driving season, which typically leads to a decline in gasoline demand among drivers. But you see. Most of the analysts that that I listened to and I watched and so forth, they all said that the lowering of these gas prices over the last several months, it's artificial. And they're going to be going back up. And by the way, rising crude oil prices could be a key factor contributing to higher gas costs. Global oil markets have rallied in recent, recent weeks thanks to supply cuts by Saudi Arabia and Russia. Now, that's part of the news cycle today as well. Both of those entities saying, no, we're not going to step up our production. We're going to be steady as she goes. And what that means is that gasoline prices here in America will go up. And that also means that uh, we could end up with higher inflation as well. Now, here's the thing. Here, here's the problem. Regardless as to whether or not you believe Corinne Jean-Pierre on President Biden what he's been doing with, uh, you know, the regulations as far as the the drilling goes and, and everything that we talk about all the time in, in talk radio. Biden has actively fought against domestic oil production. Again, he campaigned on it. I played you the audio of him saying no new drilling. He said that a number of different times. Now, when he took office, he also constantly said, no more new oil leases on federal lands. 
He opposed a ton of new regulations that impacted oil companies' ability to drill and refine that oil that they were able to capture. You see, you go and you talk to the oil companies, you know, you've got what cringe Jean-Pierre says, which is, oh, yeah, the president's doing all he can. All he can to lower gasoline prices for the American people. Well, that's actually not true. Because he has leveled all kinds of regulations on the oil companies, and they will tell you that. They are the ones that are the victims to his uh, regulations. And so now Biden and others are going to say, well, the oil companies have made record profits in 2022. Their, Their profits were way up. Well, that may be true. But they were struggling during COVID. The, the oil companies were. They were struggling during COVID. So when gas prices are lower, nobody is defending the oil companies or helping the oil companies or showing any kinds of concern. But when prices go higher, of course, yes, everybody starts screaming, including, of course, the president. Give me a break. Enough is enough. Look, I'm a capitalist. You've heard me say this before. I have no problem with corporations turning a fair profit and getting a return on their investment in innovation. But this is remotely what's happening. I think they have a responsibility to act in the interest of their consumers, their community, and their country. Well, to invest the, uh, in America by increasing production and refining capacity. The uh, oil companies very much disagree with what Joe Biden is saying. And they will tell you, and I've got some of their quotes coming up next, They will tell you that this is a president that has been doing nothing but interfering with their desires and their plans to uh, expand their uh, domestic oil production. So I've got that story for you and um, a reminder of what the Biden administration is doing regarding oil prices and what Jennifer Granholm said a while ago that really did expose the Biden administration's plans to destroy domestic oil production. It's all straight ahead. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Got a lot more straight ahead. Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. An extreme heat wave over much of the nation's midsection and eastern areas should come to an end due to a strong cold front arriving. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Generally, the front extends from the Great Lakes region southward into the Mid-South, and there is much cooler air arriving in the wake of that system. As the system moves eastward, it will slow down as it meets up against the ridge of high pressure. You put it all together over the next five days, not only will the heat wave end across the eastern U.S., but we could be looking at some one to three inch rainfall totals, particularly in the middle and northern Atlantic states over multiple days. That'll be in the form of showers and scattered thunderstorms. However, the front will have a hard time pushing into the core of the heat wave in the deep south. So we will continue to see those triple digit high temperatures lasting at least into or through the weekend in parts of the deep south, namely in Texas and Louisiana. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre. 
At yesterday's White House press briefing... If you look at what we've been able to do from last summer to this summer, lowering uh, gas prices by uh, by a dollar twenty cents, that is uh, that is because of the work that this administration has done. And so we're always going to be focused on how what you know what what steps we can take uh, to continue to lower prices for Americans. If you look at what well, you have a lot of um, you know, folks from the oil companies saying that is just a bunch of BS. Because they're saying that Joe Biden, you know, people talk about this all the time. Joe Biden has done really nothing to lower oil prices, to lower the price at the pump. As a matter of fact, the oil industry blames the president for those higher prices. Now, again, we were talking about during the previous uh, segment how the uh, president and others on the left were complaining because the oil companies and the gas companies they made record profits in in 2022. Nobody was talking about how they were losing their you know what's in 2020 and 2021 during COVID. So there's a lot of play here, and it's not just about you know. I would say to the president, it's not about demonizing the oil and the gas companies. They got to make the money when they can. First of all, it's called the free market. But for her to say that the president is doing and has done as much as he possibly can to lower the price of gas. That's not true. Because the president is overregulating this industry. They're doing everything they can to discourage domestic oil production. Now, this is from The Washington Post. You ready? The oil industry blames the president for the drop in leasing. Remember, one of the things that Biden said, I I played you uh, the audio where the uh, president, when he was campaigning, and of course, uh, shortly after he won the election, where he said, and he, he reminded Americans over and over again that he didn't want any new leases. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. Now, he says no new drilling, no, and, you know, no new leases or whatever. However it is you want to phrase it. Part of Biden's problem is that he's so inarticulate at times that you don't really know what he's talking about because there's a difference between no new drilling, which is what he said there, and and no new leases, which is what he has also uh, said. But the bottom line and the bottom line is the oil industry is saying the the decline, the declining in the the leasing, which does have an impact on the rising gas prices. They say the decline in leasing is absolutely a result Of Joe Biden's policies, says Mallory Miller, vice president of government relations at the Independent Petroleum Association of America. Because Biden came in and he was very unwelcoming to domestic oil production. He wants to put them out of business. He wants everyone to drive an electric vehicle. I mean, I don't know what else, you know, people need to hear from the president. His intentions have been perfectly clear. Holly Hopkins, vice president of upstream policy at the American Petroleum Institute, complained that Biden's disruption of regular leases has broken with decades of bipartisan administrations that prioritized U.S. energy security. I mean, look, part of the news today is that Saudi Arabia and Russia, they have come out and said, no, we're going to hold back on pumping out any more oil. I think OPEC is is, uh, you know, basically saying, no, we're not going to 
uh, drill any more oil. We're not going to produce any more oil. And so what that does is it makes it harder for us because we've got to go to them and, you know, beg them to produce more oil. And they're not willing to do it. And and there's some folks out there that are saying that what's going on is Vladimir Putin actually would prefer Donald Trump in office than Joe Biden. And so you've got the Saudis, you've got uh, Russia, and, and they're refusing to cooperate to help with uh, Joe Biden and, and his request that they produce more oil so that that will keep those oil prices higher, which will keep our economy uh, in, in rough shape. And that means that people will vote for Donald Trump. That's what, you know, people are saying. They're trying to influence and impact our election by keeping oil and gas prices high. And that way, you know, the Biden administration, he is on record as saying that he is hostile towards domestic oil production. So he did it. And that's going to have to be something that he's going to live with. He's going to have to live with. By the way, I love this. A Biden administration official dismissing the complaints from the oil executives, arguing that oil companies have been posting record profits that they've chosen then to use to pad the pockets of wealthy shareholders and executives rather than increase production using the thousands of permits already available to them. Well, the problem is, even if you have a permit, this is this is the the word game that's going on. Even if you have a permit. The Biden administration makes it incredibly difficult to utilize those permits because of an abundance of regulation. And so President Biden has never been friendly to uh, the oil and gas companies. We need to be more energy independent. Everyone who has half a brain knows that, which is why Joe Biden doesn't know that, it would appear. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339, RedEyeRadioShow.com. Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 86690Red Eye is the phone number, 866-907-3339. And I host a morning show in Nashville, Tennessee on Super Talk 997 WTN. Starts in about 30 minutes or so. So there is um, a lot of talk about gas prices going up. Back in July, because remember, I'm going to spare you the audio. I'm not going to play it yet again. But, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre, you know, talking about how she's very breathy when she says that, you know, President Biden has been doing so many things to uh, lower gas prices when in reality he has not done a damn thing. As a matter of fact, all of the regulations that he's been putting on the oil and gas companies has made it harder, has made it more difficult for these companies to uh, drill here in America. And so then we do have to go with our tail between our legs to Saudi Arabia and to Russia and to these other countries and ask them to increase their production. And we are at their mercy. 
On Biden's first day in office, he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. 11,000 good-paying American and union jobs gone with the stroke of a pen. Back in, in July, it was determined that Joe Biden, you know, the guy that is doing everything he can to lower the price of gas, that Biden would raise the amount of money oil companies would have to pay before they can drill on public lands 20-fold. So if a company, you know, wants to drill on public lands, they get one of these leases or they already have one of these leases or whatever, and they got to pay whatever fee it is. Well, Biden has now increased that 20-fold. Do do you think that that's going to help gas prices go down, making their costs go up? No. That's just going to discourage production here in America. I mean, what else has Biden done? He suspended oil and gas leasing on federal lands. This is from the Republicans in the House. They're delaying permits for energy infrastructure and pipelines. They're draining our strategic petroleum reserves, compromising both our energy and national security. And as they say, begging foreign regimes like Saudi Arabia, Iran, Venezuela and Russia for more oil. That is not a good game plan. And so when Jennifer Granholm was asked, of course, you know, she is uh, energy secretary and and she was asked the question, "Okay, We have these prices going up. What are you going to do about it? What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? (laughs) Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's what she said. She says, that's hilarious. We're not going to do that. And by the way, everyone... Uh, certainly knows that their passion is getting, forcing, manipulating uh, the market and getting as many Americans to buy electric vehicles as possible, even though electric vehicles, they have their own carbon footprint as it relates to their batteries and some other things. Don't get me going on the on the um, human rights issues involved in electric vehicles. And, and so the electric vehicles have all kinds of uh, issues themselves. Yet the Biden administration in what I would call, of course, virtue signaling, they want everybody to go out and and buy one of these 60 to 65 thousand dollar electric vehicles. It really is ridiculous. And so for, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the other thing that they do, and then I promise I'm getting to the calls. uh, The other thing that they'll do is she will say, oh, yeah, we've tried to get the uh, oil and gas companies to increase our production here in America, well, they'll say that, yet at the same time, they've openly said that they want to put them out of business. So they're saying one thing, but then what they're actually doing is quite another. Bill is in San Antonio on Red Eye Radio. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Daniel. I love your show. Uh, I'm just wanting to hope you hammer home to all the people out there that are listening. It's all basically economic supply and demand. Supply goes down, demand stays up, your prices are going to rise, and that all affects the consumer's in pocketbook. At the gas pump, I'm a truck driver. Diesel prices go up, guess what? Your groceries are going to be going up because it costs more to get them shipped to you, to the grocery store. So that that attributes to the inflation. Yep, you're, you're your right. Anytime, any, any time, yeah. Yeah, any, anytime gas prices go up, uh, then, yeah, you're right, Bill, and, and thanks to 
folks like you transporting our goods. Thank you, by the way, for what you do. Um, You know, you've got gasoline goes up. Cost of everything that needs to be transported also goes up because it costs more uh, to transport them. And and you're right, Bill. It is. You're right. It's uh, simple uh, economics. It's like Econ 101. You know, Bill, from your vantage point, how difficult is it to afford diesel these days? Well, I mean, every time I fill up and that's, you know, once a day, you're looking at 500 bucks right there. Boom. At least. So, that's got that's got to be rough. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your call, Bill. I, I appreciate it. I got to run. I got some other people to get to. But, yeah, you know, when I say thanks for what you do, truckers. I mean, it is a rough life. And I. I I've been on some pretty big stations, and um, I, especially on overnights, uh, whether it's on Red Eye Radio or some of the other stations I've been on, and the truckers will call in, and you know these these are men and women who they're away from their kids, they're away from their families. It's a very difficult life; it it really is. So when I say thank you to truckers for what they do, and if you're a trucker for what you do, I really mean it, and I think a lot of Americans. Um, do appreciate what it is that you do, because uh, especially during the covid years that really did um, that really did make the headlines that truck drivers are continuing to do what they do despite the risks. And so thank you, truck drivers. Judy is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on Red Eye Radio. Judy, how are you? Well, I'm not as good as I was when I originally talked to the other guy because I've been waiting so long. But I'm sorry, Judy. I had, I uh, ended up. Um, it's um, what I was trying to say to him was I'm, I'm tired of you all bringing up COVID again. I thought we all decided that it's a um, you know a nothing thing, and it was something that they use to divide us. All this stuff is they're coming up with is using to divide us. They want us to be communist. We're almost there. I don't like the fact that uh, you keep bringing up that uh, woman, you say that uh, Corrine D, whatever. Yeah. You, you sound like you're trying to make her name a household word. You can say Biden's uh, press secretary after you've said it once or twice. But keep you keep saying it, and it makes me want to turn the radio off. Um, anyway, look at this. The uh, Democrats are not going to do anything. They work closely together. That's one thing that the Republicans do not do. I'm not a fan of the Republicans because I don't see – I see about 90 percent of them are just trying to fatten their pockets. Some of them are working. That's why I leave 10 percent out there. Right. But – we have to realize that we cannot let any – the Democrats are not nice people. The more they can divide us, the more that they can uh, turn our children against us, the more that, uh, you know, they can take these uh, places and make you be in a building where you don't even talk to your neighbors or anything like that. Well, people who have houses, it's mm-hmm. getting to where they don't even know each other anymore. They want to divide us. Well, and, and I'll say this, Judy, and I appreciate the call. I appreciate the fact that you uh, held on, and I appreciated the uh, air check session. So here, here's what I would say. Uh, first of all, the, the reason why I, I talk about COVID, and I don't know how closely, Judy, you, you were listening, but the reason why I'm bringing up COVID is to point out, 
In fact, I did a whole thing yesterday on on COVID here on Red Out Radio where they've now got all of the not all of the but they've got a lot of the uh, research. They've got enough cases under their belt. They've done the studies. And it is clear that the current um, version of COVID, the current variant is, uh, you know, it's 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 not really a thing. It's not a big deal. And so when you see the media talking about COVID and, you know, mask mandates and the rest of that, what I'm doing is I'm debunking what they're reporting. So when I talk about COVID, I'm talking about it from the standpoint of we're going to be okay. Here's what their research shows. So don't listen to the networks and, you know, don't listen to Biden and some of the other people in his administration. They are trying to scare you. But to not talk about it would be, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to hear about this. That's number one. Number two is, uh, oh, and when I talk about Fauci and masks, by the way, going back very quickly to the COVID thing, uh, realize when I'm I'm playing audio from Dr. Anthony Fauci, it's because he is being roundly criticized for his uh, sort of flip-floppery on masks. And then he comes out and he says, well, yeah, there's no real indication. I forget the exact words, but, you know, he was talking about the effectiveness of masks on the um, on, on COVID and, and on the pandemic. And, and he said there is no real indication that the masks helped during the pandemic. Well, that is news because people like me, we were dealing with, you know, death threats from people that would say, why are you calling into question the effectiveness, the effectiveness of masks? Well, the reason I, I was doing that and the reason we were doing that is because there was research at the time. That the masks were not necessarily working. So so when I talk about covid, at least when I'm you know hosting either my my show in Nashville or, you know, here on the network. I'm presenting you what I would say is an honest assessment of where I think, you know, this particular strain of COVID is. So that's why I talk about it. I'm not going to not talk about it. That's just silly. The reason I talk about Corinne Jean-Pierre is because she is, Judy, a household name. To people who listen to this program and to people who know a lot about politics and to people who are dialed in to what's going on on both the left and the right Everyone knows who she is. And so the reason why I bring up her name as opposed to talking and saying that she is the White House press secretary, I also use the title as well. But, I mean, I've got to tell folks who uh, I'm, whose audio I'm playing. But the reason why I play it is, again, to prove a point. And the point is that the Biden administration is not being truthful, whether it is his White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, or Joe Biden himself, or Kamala Harris, or Jennifer Granholm, or Alejandro Mayorkas, or Antony Blinken. I mean, anyone within the Biden administration, they're not being truthful. And so part of my job as a talk show host, and any talk show host will tell you this, will tell you this, my job as a talk show host is to is to tell you what they're saying, and then if they're lying, then you point out that they're lying. Or if there's a a fragment of truth in what they're saying, then you point out the fragment of truth, but then talk about, you know, whether they're being dishonest or not. I mean, that, that's that's the whole point. I mean, otherwise, you know, I've got uh, earlier I played this audio from Eric Adams, the uh, mayor of New York. His actual quote, he is now saying that New York is done. 
because of all of these migrants that are, you know, being shipped into New York from places like uh, Texas and Florida. And so, yeah, I am going to play his audio. And I and I think that in the front front page, top of the fold of the Daily Mail, you go to the Daily Mail's website right now, at least about 10 minutes ago. That was the top story of the Daily Mail, where the mayor of New York literally says, thanks to their sanctuary city policies, that city is about done. I mean, that's a very big deal. And so, Judy, that's why I do what I do. And I appreciate you listening. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. Dan Med is here on Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, 86690 Red Eye. I want to say hello to Adrian, Richmond, Virginia. Adrian, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, sir? I'm um, all right. Really enjoy how you finished that last that last segment because uh, you, uh, you you nailed it. That, that's exactly the way it works. And, uh, you know, if you get someone's line, you got to call them out or you just got to put, you know, point it out and, and leave it leave it that the cars fall where they're going to fall. Um, you and I had a conversation a while back, and uh, I just wanted to kind of see your opinion, see what you uh, see, see the movement, as I, as I kind of predicted. You know, uh, I told you that I'm a Latino, and I only bring that to make a point real quick. Um, you know, they are wanting to vote for Trump, the urban community, black community, the, at least the men. I mean, I work in the warehouse, probably 700 people, giving it taking a day in and out, and I would say it's about 60 70% of black folks, and, and they, we all talk. We all get along. There's no hatred. We have fun. And and they're they're uh, you know they're seeking out Trump. They really are, and they they want to vote for him. And if it's, but uh, I wanted to get your opinion. I mean, do you see that that starting to turn? And and what I mean is real quick, is I keep pushing for Trump. And if you speak to somebody or ever speak get a chance to speak to the president or someone close to him, you know, he, I think he should roll the dice and do a, a rally in like Chicago or New York or somewhere big like that. Oh because, wow! You know, I think. I, <laughs> yeah, because because if he can grab, I know, I know, I know. People always say wow, but I really think I'm saying they talk. They, I right, well, listen, Adrian. I gotta, I gotta put you on hold. We're right at the end of the show. Thank you for calling. I will talk about this tomorrow night on Red Eye Radio again. Appreciate the uh, call. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. 
Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.